Remembering the great DJs of radio, it's Radio Greats with the live Luke. Well, kickstarting a brand new series of Radio Great. My great today has been a DJ who has spent the best part of three decades in the business. She has worked on stations up and down the country from Capital Radio, Chilton, Magic, Virgin, and currently presents Afternoons on BBC Radio Shropshire, as well as Friday Breakfast. And I look forward to learning a bit more about her in this edition. But before I do, Claire Ashford, how do I find you today? You find me very well, thank you very much. Yes, doing good. Well, that's great to hear. Claire, I mean, going back uh, to the beginning, I said three decades in the radio business. How was it you got the bug for radio? It's a weird story, actually, because um, it was not something I'd ever considered. And I lived in America for a while in the late 80s and was listening to radio out there, which was a lot more crazy than it was in England and just got hooked. And I ended up visiting a radio station. And I think it sowed a seed. And I was working in marketing at the time. And then I sort of came back and did the same in London. And it was like one night I had an epiphany and I woke up one morning and thought, I don't know what to do. I want to be a DJ. I want to play music. I love music. That's what I do want to do. And that was how it started. Obviously, the process took a little bit longer, but that was how I decided that's what I wanted to do. And I believe you cut your teeth then in hospital radio. Yeah, I did. St. Mary's in Paddington. I started there, um, did all of the ward rounds and shows. And I did a I did a, a women's wireless weekend, um, 24 hours on the radio, nonstop chatting and interviewing. And I was very tired at the end of it. And that's actually how I met Lynn Parsons, because she came in and was interviewed. And I've got to say, that is dedication, especially at hospital radio, because, you know, you're giving your time up for free to... Uh, do you know do something that you love and uh, doing um, doing that weekend I presume is that how the door opened for Capital Radio because you mentioned Lynn Parsons there and she was uh, at that time doing week week weekday it wasn't no no it was nothing to do with Lynn actually I uh, that was all uh, myself it was just coincidence to be fair uh, sadly she didn't have that much <laughs> power I wish she did <laughs> Uh, no, after that, I uh, I worked at a multi-ethnic station for the life of me. And it's embarrassing to say that I can't remember it. And I did that for free. So quite a lot of people when they start in, out in radio, um, no matter what they do, will work for free because they just want to get the experience. So that's something that's quite common. So I did that. Uh, I also went on a radio course at Leicester Sound, as it was at the time. Um, and then eventually started putting tapes together. And I sent um, a tape, cassette tape, those were the days, to Radio 1, to uh, GLR, uh, Trevor Dan, um, and to Johnny Beeling, and also to Richard Park at Capital Radio. And what I did was I went and bought um, these massive big boxes from Selfridges, which had candy stripes on the side, and inside I put a helium balloon with my name on it. So it said Claire Ashford and attached to the demo tape. And then inside a CV and a letter and everything else and a photo, obviously. And so when they opened the box, this balloon would pop up out of the box with my name on it. And so um, Johnny Beeling said, "Um, great, go away, get more experience. I don't think I ever heard back from Trevor Dan. And then Capital uh, said no initially and then came back to me and said, come in and work with one of our producers. So that's what I did and went in and 
um, did lots of tapes and practicing and stuff behind the scenes in Capital. And then eventually when Lynn left, Lynn Parsons, I got her show. And what what was that feeling like that after all the experience that you've done voluntary from hospital radio and then getting behind the scenes on the production team with Capital, what was that like then to finally have Richard Park saying, do you want the show? I don't think you could ever put into words the excitement and the thrill and the joy of of hearing that. Because I wanted to work there so much, and and what a great lineup it was at the time as well in the nineties. It was just a brilliant time. But I have to tell you, the first show, I was so nervous, my knees did literally knock together. Um, I was absolutely terrified when I did my first program. But yes, what what a dream job! I was just absolutely in in heaven. Ride like the wind. We kicked off with David Bowie, Modern Love. Luther and Janet, the best things in life are free. And we'd love to hear from Carl in Winchmore Hill. Thank you for your letters. Could you please play the best things in life are free by Luther and Janet? For my mate John in Winchmore Hill, who will be celebrating his birthday this Saturday, and it's his favourite song. No problem, Carl. Anything for you. Thank you very much for your letter. So, Claire Ashford with you until Tim Smith at six. Thanks to Martin Collins and Rockset Weekend. Up for grabs for these next two hours, the entire back catalogue collection, including their latest album, Tourism, and you get to go in the draw for that big prize, the holiday. I, c- I could honestly imagine that. I mean, here you are doing, your, your, as you say, your dream job. and uh, But I, I suppose once you did that first show and you thought... Hopefully tomorrow it'll go much, much smoother. Yes, um, but I think also with if you know with broadcasting, it's like a it's like a wine. You know, you get better with age, and it's when you do anything, I suppose, you improve over a period of time. Uh, so when I listen back to some of those early tapes, um, I probably wouldn't want them replayed, to be honest. <laughs> um, but yes, you do get better, um, and and you know you learn and hone your craft with en- like with anything. <laughs> Well done to Justin Keeson from Wimbledon. Another chance to win coming up in the next hour right here on Capital FM. And Sweden are going to be putting Pear's face on the postage stamps over there. In fact, both of them, Marie as well. And uh, Pear Gessel says it's going to be nice to have the entire Swedish nation licking our backs. <laughs> well, you mentioned about the lineup um, cap- with Capital there. I mean, you had Tarrant on breakfast. You had Pat Sharp doing mid-mornings. Uh, you had Martin Collins, Foxy, Kid Jensen, all these big beasts of radio. And then as well as that, there was Capital Gold on the other side. And I have to ask, did you have the good fortune of ever meeting Kenny Everett? Once. What was that like? Well, it was was a hello in the corridor. It wasn't actually spending time with him, unfortunately. I wish I had. Um, But yes, I I did meet him and we were in the same room. Um, And so I have that little bit of joy. But as far as sitting down and gossing about radio, no, we never did that. I wish we had. Well, you still met him after all. That's, uh, well, that's, that's true. Yes, that's, that, that is true. Yeah. Um, so throughout your time at Capital, you were doing. Uh, you started off doing weekday overnights, and yeah. then didn't you? Um, did you move on to do weekend shows after that? I did Saturday afternoons to start with, and then I did the Sunday jukebox as well. So that was I took over from Neil and on the Sunday. Sunday jukebox that I presume did it it was just after the charts or was it before yeah. the chart yeah it was the chart because Neil was doing the chart show at the time like a bit of self-indulgence on a Saturday afternoon oh fabulous song 
Clavilles and Cole and a deeper love. Madonna ahead of that, David's club mix of deeper and deeper and kicking off Arthur Conley, sweet soul music. Ooh, fabulous song. 14 minutes after four, it's a Saturday afternoon. Thank you to Martin Collins and a very happy new year to you. Did you have a good one? That good, huh? The, the five years you were with Capital, what was your highlight there? God, <laughs> where do I start? Uh, good. Oh, that's a really hard question. I don't know, really. My highlight. There were so many. You know, I was. It was. I was very lucky. I got to meet so many uh, lovely people. Um, and went to so many fabulous concerts and we did so many OBs. Um, you know, I working with such a great team of people. Um, I don't know. I, it would honestly, Luke, it would be really hard for me to pick one moment because there were so many, you know, the whole time there was just an incredible experience. And being in, was it was still at Euston Tower there, which, uh, yeah, the hot rocking tower, the hot rocking tower. And, um, Actually, the the funny the funniest stories I've always heard about Euston Towers, what Mick Brown and Tim Smith have told me, is um, how um, always used to have a lo- loads of fans queuing up outside to go and meet the celebrities that would be interviewed. But uh, they said it could also be quite dangerous because it was still in the middle of the road. Yeah, well, yes, it was. I mean, the pavement, fortunately, was was rather big. But I mean, you know, they would queue up for Pat and Mick as well. Absolutely, I haven't I haven't stopped dancing yet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, but so five years with Capital and in 1995, you leave the station. And because, as you said at the start, it was your dream to work there um, for when you first got that job. Was it hard to say goodbye? It was very hard because it wasn't my decision. But um, that's Richard Park for you. Bless him. Um, and, you know, it's a fickle business, television and radio. And, you know, you, you can last forever or you can be in and out and new talent came along and he wanted to put them on air so it wasn't my choice I was upset um, and did hope that I would then end up on Radio 1 obviously because you think that's your next step unfortunately it didn't happen um, but I did then end up doing Breakfast on Chilton Radio so you know it it was still a great job to go to after that We're coming from Himmel and St Albans too Around the hills and hearts we're playing just for you. We're coming from the moon and that's the bowl right here. Across the downs to where the new cars are in here. Children, radio, the best sound in your town. We're coming with you fast down the motorway. We're waving goodbye flying on your holiday. We're coming from Stevenage and Bright New MK. It's Chilton that hears what you have to say. We're coming from the county town of Bedford. In Aylesbury and Hitchin, they know it sounds good. We're coming from hearts, beds, and bugs for you. We'll play you the hits and bring you the news. Chilton Radio, the best sound in your town. Chilton as well. I mean, that was, that was a growing brand in Dunstable because this had now... From starting off as a standalone uh, station, it had then merged into a network, the Hot FM, I believe it was at the time. 
So going down to Dunstable and presenting breakfast and what what was that feeling like that um, here you are, well, the three counties now um, on um, what is still at, what is still a, a fairly good and um, powerful station? It was different because obviously Capital was, it's a big brand, you know, it's massive. So it was, you know, you're not, you not got the same scale of things. Um, when you're somewhere like Chilton. So that was different, getting used to that. Um, but, you know, doing a breakfast show was obviously a challenge and a new learning experience. And getting up at that time of the day was hell, uh, as it always is for breakfast presenters. Uh, but then, you know, it's you, you, you're learning new skills by doing a different program. And they did things very differently at Chilton than they did at Capital. So, you know, you're just in, in increasing your experience. I did say it was st- it was still a big, you know, still a big area, um, and that. And I mean, you were there for the best part of two years. And was there a favourite moment of being at Chilton? Um, oh yeah, we had some good moments. We went to Disneyland Paris and did the show from there. Did the breakfast show from Nice. So yeah, we had some good moments. You know, we, we things that I'd not done at Capital because. Those are the kind of things that Chris Tarrant did. Um, so yeah, it was it was it was some interesting experiences. The Hot FM <laughs> now with added strength. Chiltern Radio ninety seven point six. Hearts, beds, and bucks. Max, 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 maximum music. Greatest giveaways. Two years at Chilton, and then am I right in thinking your next station you go to is Liberty Radio, which, if I'm right in thinking, wasn't that the station that um, uh, Mohammed Al-Fayed owned? It is, yes, that's absolutely right. Uh, I did uh, do that, and um, that was um, extraordinary on so many levels because we were across the road from Harrods in a building owned by Mohammed Al-Fayed, and then I did... Uh, all kinds of different programs. I did an afternoon program. I also did an evening show called The Other Side of Claire Ashford, which is about sex, love and relationships. And nothing was off the table there. So we would talk about, well, you name it, we talked about it. And I interviewed many different people about all aspects of that. But it, it was also extraordinary because um, Mohammed Al-Fayed would just come over and have a mooch around and he would bring people with him. And one day he brought over Michael Jackson and so you just end up bumping into people like Michael Jackson. And so that was extraordinary uh, times. And when you say bumping into Michael Jackson, did you did you actually get the chance to meet him? Yeah, yeah. yeah I have a fabulous photograph of me with him. And, and that must have been sort of, oh, my goodness, me is the king of pop. <laughs> Try and play, like, play it a bit more cool, you know. Um, I remember having a photo taken and, and just putting my arm around his back and... I kind of felt so he's quite quiet, you know, or he was quite quiet when he wasn't on stage. And I remember putting my arm around his back and just sort of patting him on the back, kind of reassure, in his trying to reassure him way. And he probably thought I was completely bonkers. London's biggest music variety. And I mean, you talked about that evening show that you were hosting. That's probably that's a show that probably nowadays would never get would never get away on local radio. So I can't imagine it probably would. No, 
no so it, it it's sort of in the 90s you 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 had all the freedom and all the um because i remember what there was one station uh up in radio city where i think that they, they had a feature called city finishers where they'd actually get people to call it in and dump their ever half live on air which was very brutal and you think yeah that you can see why that wouldn't get away today definitely oh uh, yes no i don't imagine it would for a moment no absolutely not but but even then, with Li- with Liberty, you were reunited with um, a few Capital colleagues because wasn't Tim Smith there at the time? I think he came in and did some shows. He wasn't there permanently. No, I worked with um, Toby Anstis was there. Uh, Richard Arnold, who's now on um, GMB doing the entertainment. Yeah, so they, those were some of the main presenters on there at the time. There was lots of people that sort of came came and went. Um, Tim Smith wasn't a regular presenter, but he probably did some fill-ins. It was good. so it was kind of that. It was kind of that station where, how can I say, it was a sort of um, station that you'd um, between between gigs. How when you say they, yeah, stay. yeah, 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 and come in and do some freelance work, you know, for a, for a period of time. Well, but he, but even then, you know, you, you were there for four years, and like you said, Michael Jackson, and also the shows you were presented, and. Um, having someone like Al Fired popping in now and then to uh, see how uh, everything was going. Would you say MJ was your favourite moment there or was there maybe another moment you thought, actually, no, that was my favourite moment? I think we'll go with Michael Jackson. It was also a period of, of great sadness because that was, I worked there when Princess Diana died. And so that was an extraordinary moment to, A, have to try and do radio um, because of the impact that it had on everyone, but also across the road, and literally you'd look out of the windows of Liberty Radio, and then Harrods was right there, and the flowers, the people, and I would say I will always remember that. It's not one of my favourite memories, but it's obviously one that will stick with me forever, because that's where I was when when she died. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just a very very strange time that was. With hot gossip and the sound of the 70s, this is 963 and 972 Liberty. So four four years at Liberty and then, I mean, you do a bit of continuity for E4, but then in the 2000s, so this this next station had been Melody 105.4 and it had rebranded to Magic 105.4. And uh, for a year, you head on over there and start presenting shows there. Yeah, I did weekends, actually. I did weekends, uh, Saturday and Sundays. Um, and then I did cover, um, sort of freelance cover for people if, if they were off. Um, but it was it was a strange one, actually, because both of my weekend shows were pre-recorded. And so you're having to prep all your links ahead of time. So there's no, you know, sort of off-the-cuff moments, everything's got to sort of be done in uh, in advance. So that was interesting, challenging, and also, you know, a different way of, of doing things. So you, you could say this was the this was sort of the early stages of voice tracking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was. For sure. Uh, but but even then, magic, you know, that 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 was that was a growing brand of a station and uh, even when pre recording uh shows for magic, I mean were there any moments like um, OBs that you participated in, or no? It's more low key there, I suppose. At Magic, to be fair, I mean, yeah, it was a big brand at the time. 
I'm doing very well. Um, but, you know, I wasn't one of the main featured presenters at the time. Understandable. But um, so you do a year with Magic. Um, you've done, um, you did a bit of cover work as well for Kiss FM, Century and Pickett and Key 103. But then it, isn't it then 2002, you spend two years um, at Virgin Radio? Yes, Yes, it is. Um, there was a period in between all of that where I did do work for Chelsea Football Club as well um, before Virgin. Um, and that came about, I think that was through a friend, to be fair, I got asked. Um, and that was um, on um, satellite. So it was on TV. Uh, but it was ta- it was based in Chelsea Football Club. And there was about four football clubs, I think, that signed up to it at the time. I know Southampton was one... Uh, there was Chelsea. I can't remember the other ones. Uh, sadly, they're not going anymore. I think they've got their own in-house uh, TV channel. But obviously, things have changed. But it was um, that was like a radio show that I would do every every day, every afternoon, um, and um, in between times, interview players, the manager, chairman, um, and yeah, that was very different for me because obviously I didn't have a background in football. But, you know, I like to think that as a presenter, you can adapt and, and, you know, you're learning new things all the time. So there was that. And then, yes, then I went to Virgin. Well, uh, I was was just going to mention when you said about having to adapt to football radio. um, I mean, what was that like to adapt? I mean, would it be, um, especially when you interview players and that, how would you have prepared yourself for um, for say, going out and doing the interviews and saying, okay, this is how uh, one score has been and, uh, you know, how, how many football commentators would have to commentate on the radio sports presenters? Or was it not kind of like it's, that? It's research. That's what I always say with anything to do with radio and broadcasting and certainly within the BBC when you're doing um, more in-depth interviews. It's all about the research. It's, I can never... You can never underestimate how important that is. And I think for, with, you know, with the football, that's I had to do a lot of reading. I had to do a lot of research, find out about the players and um, be up to date with, with how the games are played and everything else. So it was that was a whole new uh, subject for me to learn. FM 105.8. some real music. Virgin Radio. Virgin Radio. Like this. And then, as you mentioned, uh, you then move over to Virgin Radio in 2002 and um, go into Golden Square. I mean, Virgin, I mean, here's a here's another great station. And once again, you're reunited with former Capital colleagues because Russ Williams is uh, now on mid-mornings. Um, I love Russ. Yeah, Brilliant, brilliant broadcaster. So what was going to Virgin like? It was amazing. Um, again, one of, like you say, it was one of the, the iconic radio stations that we have in the, in this country. So it was a joy walking through those doors and again, working with such a um, an amazing mixture of, of people. And uh, yeah, I would know, and I worked with Daryl Denham because I was co-presenting on on his, it was his show to be fair. Um, I was co-presenting on his show on the Drive Time show, um, and we'd worked together at Chilton, so that's how we'd met. So 
um, yeah, it was a fabulous experience. And, you know, I loved Virgin as well. And I mean, were there any fun stories uh, you had at Virgin? Well, you'd bump into people all again. I mean, you know, Robbie Williams was there once, met him. Um, although, I, to be fair, I had met Take That in their heyday in, in Capital. Um, and I still have a photo of all of the band holding me up in their arms like this. Um, oh, if I'd only realised at the time what that would have meant. Uh, so, yeah, there would be people coming and going. Um, I mean, it was rock and roll in those days. You know, they had bridges full of alcohol that you could help yourself to. Can you imagine? I don't think they probably haven't got that budget now, but that's how it used to be. You know, there'd be parties all the time. We'd always go out after the show and have drinks. And so uh, it was very much that sort of rock and roll sort of thing, you know. And, yeah, there'd be some film premieres and things like that. From Texas on Virgin, the home of the No Repeat Workday. It's ten minutes past six now. Uh, in the news this morning, um, according to music industry experts, the newly reformed Bananarama could be huge. Well, at their age, they probably are. And uh, news from uh, Hollywood. Lassie came first in a poll of the most popular animals in Hollywood, uh, but she had to beat some strong competition, especially from Hedwig the Owl, from Harry Potter, uh, Babe the Pig, and, of course, Richard Gere's Hamster. Thirteen minutes past six with Dido and Hunter on Virgin. Uh, brand new Virgin Breakfast with me, Daryl Denham. Um, now, still... Two years with Virgin. Um, fun times they were, rock and roll, as you said. Robbie Williams, film premieres and that. And then, isn't it in 2005, you decide to leave London and the Green Belt and move back up to the Midlands uh, to Shropshire when BBC Radio Shropshire come knocking at your door? It was, yes, it was, um, what I did was I, I wanted to move back up north and I started freelancing um, initially. So I, I freelanced here at BBC Radio Shropshire, also at BBC Radio Derby. Um, and uh, to BBC Radio Stoke. And that was also the time that I did a bit of freelancing at Century uh, as well. So I was sort of mixing it all up. Um, and then eventually um, I'd done a lot of cover here um, and they eventually offered me a job. And I've been here ever since. They can't get rid of me. <laughs> no, honestly, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I mean, and that, and that's... And that's great to hear because didn't you first didn't you initially first start off doing afternoons um, with Shropshire and then you progressed over to the breakfast show? Yep, I did. Yes, I did. And um, co-presented the breakfast show with Eric Smith for oh, over ten years, I think it was in the end. And I mean, I, I've got to say this because being at Shropshire in of uh, Oak for the past uh, eighteen years, I and and the BBC in general. I mean, for the last uh, what's it, twenty four months, we've been uh, dominated by. Well, we haven't been dominated by it now, but for about twenty four months, we're dominated by lockdowns. And the BBC, BBC local radio, showed its true importance during, and even radio in general showed its importance during the lockdown. What was the lockdown like for you? It's funny you say. I was thinking. I was thinking about this the other day because I know for many, many people, lockdown was. Um, horrendous and was particularly bad for the mental health. I um, was fortunate, I suppose, and I see it as being fortunate that I carried on working throughout all of that. And I came in every single day still to do programmes. Um, and we did a lot of the Make a Difference um, features, um, you know, finding out about the difference that people were making to other people's lives in the county. And so I think... Get, it got me through lockdown was the fact that my day 
wasn't horrendously different. So I still got to come in and do my job and come into my place of work. And I think that that was massive for me. That really, really helped. And also, you know, you tr- you're trying to help other people. So by being there on the radio, that is so such a big thing. The sound of where we live. With Claire Ashford. BBC Radio Shropshire. Okay, coming up, winner stays on. Yes. The best sports quiz on the radio. Certainly is, in our opinions. Um, so we're going <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just the questions we love, really. Yeah. Because you don't have to be a massive sports fan to, to take part in this. Gosh, they're, no. they're multiple choice. And they're daft, usually. You never know what the questions no, are going to exactly, be. Exactly, exactly. We come out of the lockdown after 24 months, and we find you still with Shropshire, but you've moved back to the afternoons on Mondays to Thursdays, and you're now doing as well Friday breakfast. So... I mean, what's it like now being back on the afternoons? Well, it's better for my sleep, I can tell you that for nothing. Um, Of course, there were changes uh, through lockdown. We went to single-headed breakfast shows eventually, four-hour shows. So there were a lot of changes. Um, And Eric retired. um, And then Adam came in and did breakfast and I moved to afternoons. But we still co-present on Fridays together, so it's it's a bit of mixy batch, really. So it's I mean it's lovely because I still Adam and I get on very well, and we still love presenting together. But I get to do an afternoon show on my own, um, and I think I've only been I've only been doing that a year, to be fair, because obviously that was um, that was still doing um, co-presenting before that. So it's just been getting used to doing it again and building it up, and and you know getting used to guests and. But it's been a good year. I've had some great guests on. We talked to all the celebs and people like that. So it's it's been cool. Well, I'm going to ask you a stab in the dark question now. Go who's, for it. Who's been the best guest you've had so far? Suggs. Oh, good choice. Suggs, Suggs is epic. He's just down to earth. What you see is what you get. He's just absolutely lovely. Pride in the name of love. Still sounding good after all these years. Afternoon, it's Claire Ashford with you until six uh, on BBC Radio Shropshire. Just been reading um, about you two frontman Bono uh, meeting Pope Francis last month in Rome. Um, They're basically putting a women's education foundation together. Um, And it's basically a worldwide network of schools promoting educational opportunities. Uh, Pope Francis was in a wheelchair at the time. Bono says girls' education is a superpower uh, used to fight extreme poverty. Um, Pope Francis says women know more about harmony than we men do. Can't argue with those two on that point, can we? 30 years in the business, um, from hospital radio to capital to Chiltern, Um, Virgin to the BBC now, I have to ask, what advice would you give to anyone who's wanting to make a career in radio? Do you know, it's so difficult. When I started, there were so many stations. It was a different landscape completely. um, And there were a lot of jobs to be had. It's such a tough time for people now to get into the business because even you've referred to uh, a lot of the shows, you know, attract, um, voice tracked. And so you don't always have a live presenter. So there aren't as many jobs. If you want to do it, I say find every possible angle, you know, go on courses, um, talk to people, um, badger people, keep making your demos, do it again and again. Um, 
and just keep getting out there. Um, it's it's not easy. I can't. I cannot tell a lie. It's not. It, it was competitive when I joined, um, and it's even harder now. Um, but if you want it badly enough, you'll get there. Absolutely, and I can echo those words um, from what you said there. And um, I have to ask on that note, Claire, who would you say your radio great was? Oh, right. Well, very different reasons actually. There's, there's a few. Uh, Noel Edmonds in his early days of Radio 1, I used to love him. He used to be fabulous. Um, I always loved Terry Wogan. Just thought that he was just so clever the way he managed to do what he did and make it sound as if he was doing nothing. And Chris Evans, you know, the man was ingenious in the early days of, I mean, he's still still obviously a good broadcaster now, she says, backtracking. Um, But in the early days of sort of GLR and Radio 1, the just, it was... An appointment to listen, you know, you couldn't get out of the car moments, things like that. And and for me, those moments are rare. So it was that I would say Chris is up there as well. Well, Claire Ashford, thank you ever so much for appearing in this edition of Radio Greats today. It's my pleasure, Luke. Thank you. 427 on a Saturday afternoon. With those funky divas on Vogue, free your mind. And a capital glancing from ABC. Now we're gonna have Fairly easy competition for you, Sasha. You've got two chances to win a T-shirt, a baseball cap, and a load of goodie CDs thrown in for good measure as well to get you all dressed up nice for 92. And there's some trivia questions. One this hour, one the next hour. First one very soon. Remembering the great DJs of radio, it's Radio Greats with the live Luke.